Hi, everybody. I hope that you are having a good day where you are. Uh, thank you for joining us again for another live episode today of our Heights Baptist uh, podcast. And I'm joined, as always, with Pastor Matt Hogan. And uh, so thank you, Matt. Uh, Matt is our pastor here of worship in media. And uh, we want to thank you guys again. We're live today. And so uh, we've actually got a special guest in the worship center today. That's true. Uh, her name is Connie Ochoa, and she is the decorating expertise around here. And so we're decorating for Summer in the Sun, which is our women's activity coming up. Uh, so if you hear any jackhammers, hammers, <laughs> Connie's probably making a face at me at this point. Um, that's just Connie. It's okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, it's all good. Yeah, it's all good. But yeah. So, uh, thanks again for joining us. Uh, today we're going to kind of have a follow-up conversation recently. Uh, Matt, uh, let's see, it wasn't last week, but week before we had some missionary friends, uh, from the international mission board who serve over in South Asia, join us. And they were talking a lot about different mission work and, and there. So we thought it'd be a good kind of idea to maybe sit down and, and talk about the value of short-term mission trips. Mm -hmm. And um, so if you've got questions maybe about that, um, something maybe comes to your mind as we're talking about, uh, you know, the value of short-term mission trips and what that might look like, drop a comment and uh, we'll be glad to answer that as we talk through that. And, um, and so, yeah, let's do that. So short-term mission trips, I know there are some people who say that they're not valuable, right. but we're going to ignore those people and say That's that right. they are valuable and not spend all our time on the neck and, you know, negative Nancy's out there. And uh, so I know you've done several short-term mission trips. I've done several. Um, where have you been? Where, where have been some of the spots you've been? So I've spent a lot of time. I've done a lot of short-term mission trips in, to Mexico, more okay. than I, more than, honestly, more than I can count. Um, I went on uh, like, a, like a six or eight week trip to uh, Poland okay. uh, when I was a senior in high school. Uh, and then I went on another short-term trip to Arequipa, Peru oh, uh, nice. when I was in college. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I've been um, Bulgaria. Um, that was my most recent one. My first one was Bucharest, Romania. And um, that was back in, gosh, 2002, 2003, maybe. Okay. Yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah, may even been earlier than that. I'm bad with dates. I'm a history major, but bad with dates, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so early 2000s. So Bucharest, Romania, Bulgaria. Uh, I went to Peru as well. We went to Lima and Trujillo. And uh, so, yeah, I've done, done quite a few uh, as well. What have you... What have you found valuable about short-term mission trips? Like if we were talking, when we say short-term, it could be a week, it could be two weeks, it, you know, a weekend, just kind of depending on where you're going. Yeah. I've done things in the United States too, you know, up to New England area. I've done some short-term mission trips that way and stuff. So what do you, what's kind of one of the things you, you see as valuable to that? One of the things I think is really valuable is just that we are so incredibly blessed to live in the country we live in. And if you've never had the opportunity to travel outside of the United States, you don't have a great, you may not have a great idea of kind of just how the rest of the world were or how other places in the world lives and mm -hmm. functions. And so I remember um, the first time we crossed that border into Mexico, mm. you're just immediately confronted with, there's just a very different socioeconomic reality that people are living in. And so if you get a chance to travel, to Latin America or travel to, um, or, you know, to, to the Eastern Bloc and mm -hmm. in Europe or travel to other places, 
people live, they have a very different standard of living. I think that, I think that's a healthy thing for anyone who grows up in the States to sort of experience. Right. It just helps give you some context. Yeah. You know, and it just, and also it's just, it's a great, it's a great opportunity to just get a feeling for how other people in other places in the world live. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. And, um, you know, I remember in, we were in Trujillo, um, that was probably the worst poverty I'd ever seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were working in an area where a church from the city was planting a church, starting a church kind of at the basin of a mountain. Mm-hmm. And so folks from the mountain were moving down from the mountain kind of into the valley to work in the city. Um, but the, the land was government owned. Mm-hmm. And so they were literally, the government had come and said, okay, if you can make like a little one you know, bedroom house will deed you that part of property and will run power to there. Mm -hmm. So when I say make, I mean, it's like, you know, biblical days, you're making your own brick here type thing. And um, so it was a city of about two to 300 people, you know, no power at the time, no running water, but it was like a cardboard city. I mean, Mm -hmm. that like that temporary housing, you know, and this church, yeah, it's like a shanty town. So this church was trying to start a church out there and you know, we were coming out and helping them do that for a week. And so um, that was interesting. You know, one of the things I've always found interesting in traveling to several different countries is hearing worship right, in their language, you know? And that was the funny thing. The first time I went to Romania, that was my first international trip. And we were in the worship service and I don't remember the song and, you know, they're singing in their native language, but, you know, we knew the song because we knew the tune and and I, I just remember John three sixteen like became very real to me in that moment. For God so loved the world. Yeah. And I'm like, oh wait a minute, they're singing to God, and I'm, you know, trying to sing in English, following along, and I'm like, wait a minute, God doesn't just speak English. Right. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, th- I think that's so valuable. You know, I, I, I know up here. Right. You know that our God is a God of the nations. Our God is a God who calls every tongue and tribe and race and people group um, to, to, to worship him. But we tend to sort of think of the church as what we see on Sunday morning. Right. You know, so everybody's singing in the same language and it's the people that we know and the people that was so, so it's always exciting to be in another place to see uh, God's people worshiping in another language. It's, it's a cool experience. I remember the first time that I got to hear what amazing grace sounded like Mm. in Polish. Oh, wow. You know, and then, and then of course it's been, it's been awesome to be a part of worship, uh, in some of the churches that I've got a chance to serve mm-hmm. in Mexico. Yeah. And, and you know, and the other thing, especially for me now, I'm, I'm pastor of worship and media. So I spend an awful lot of time making sure that the visuals are right and making sure that the lighting is working, making sure that the live stream is you yeah. know, doing what it's supposed to be doing. There, there's a lot of gear in my life. Right. And so there is something about worshiping with God's people in a cinder block room or worshiping with God's people in a place that may or may not have walls. Maybe yeah. there's a, maybe there's like a, a roof in somebody's right. backyard and <laughs> yeah. they've, put, they've set some chairs yeah. out Yeah, and just somebody's got a guitar and everybody's singing. And there's just, there's something that's very grounding about that. Right. Especially for somebody like me who spends a lot of time in the area of like worship tech Yeah, and spending a lot of time stressing out about whether the the lighting looks right and whether the, you know, the media is functioning as, as yeah. designed. It's like, it's like, this is what worship is about. It's God's people lifting up their voices. Yeah. All that other stuff is kind of extra. Right. So yeah. I've always, I've always felt like it was a really valuable reality check for me 
yeah. to worship with a group of people away from some of the typical things that we do on Sunday morning. Right. Yeah, just the sheer simplicity of it. Yes. We miss that sometimes in our American churches because we, we want bells and whistles and you know, not saying we don't do things well, right? But it's the simplicity of yeah. uh, we were in Trujillo and being on the side of a mountain, kind of in a little one area. You know, this church kind of built a little church, no roof yet, and the star is out, and one guy on the guitar, no PA system or anything, and I'm preaching with the translator, and yeah, it was really, it was really neat. So I want to thank you for joining us. If you're hopping on Facebook right now or or YouTube Live. Uh, we are discussing kind of valuable things about short-term mission trips, and that comes off of our time uh, two weeks ago with Dax and uh, Rebecca Sharp, who are here from our International Mission Board. Um, they serve in South Asia, and so we're just kind of going through and having that discussion of why we should do short-term mission trips and why those are good. So if you've got a question or comment, uh, let us know. Drop it there in the comment section, or... If you're wondering where you can get one of the snazzy t-shirts I'm wearing right here, there you go. product placement. We don't usually product placement in the podcast, but we do have new Lovingly t-shirts. We have various sizes and colors, and this being one of them. So you can hop on our website, heightschurch.org slash register. And right now we are doing a pre-sale where you can buy one, get one free. And nice. so make sure at the end of this podcast uh, time, you go over to the website, buy a t-shirt. It's never too early to start Christmas shopping, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so we talked about uh, short-term mission trips, the value there in worship in the other language, uh, being able maybe to just see what it's like where, you know, other people live, mm -hmm. and you, you see the value in all that we have. And um, I know sometimes all of us as Americans probably think, man, I don't make a lot of money, or I could have this or this. And then you go to a third world country, and you really see how much you have. You get some you know, perspective. You get a lot of perspective there. What's another good valuable point of going on a short-term mission trip? It's been a huge blessing to me to build some relationships with some people and mm -hmm. to build some relationships with missionaries that are working overseas full-time mm -hmm. um, and being able to partner with them. I mean, um, and then also being, being able to uh, partner with um, national uh, pastors and mm -hmm. missionaries. Um, I have a lot of I've got a lot of Facebook friends yeah. uh, from the uh, Nuevo, Le Nuevo Leon area of Mexico mm -hmm. that I only get to see maybe a couple times a year, but yeah. I've been able to keep in touch with. And you know, and and one of the things I think that one of the things that I think that uh, sometimes people can say, well, you know, or you might somebody might think, you know, how do I? Can I really make a difference for Jesus in a week right. or in a couple of weeks? Yeah. You know, and that, that's one of the things that people kind of talk about when you're talking about like a, a short term missions opportunity. And what I'm saying is if you can build an ongoing partnership mm -hmm. with somebody who's a full time missionary or someone who's in the field all the time. Yeah. Or if you can build relationships with national pastors or church planners or with other people in the community. Like if you get a chance to go back a couple of times, you can you can really build a relationship that lasts. Yeah. You yeah. Know, and it's it's so that's been a real blessing to me is just to cultivate some of those relationships. And of course, you know, we can as as churches that are based here at home, we can support those people. We can support them financially. We can right. support them with our prayers. We can support them by, you know, uh, sometimes like we do like 
we've done like we've collected like school supplies or, or mm -hmm. supplies that we bring with us you yeah. know for donations like yeah. there's a lot of ways that churches based here in the states can help right um, especially if you're talking about something that's that's close like like mexico or some place yeah. where you're going to be driving instead of flying right no and that's a good point is not only i think do the short-term mission trips um you know kind of bless those going but it's also can bless the people uh, that you're serving right. and going to and so you know, uh, our church for a long time had a partnership with Bulgaria mm -hmm. and some things. And so, you know, Grozdan, who's over there, we've, we're in contact with him still. You know, our local association still does some things. Like you mentioned, you still keep up with some people. So there's that relationship building. Mm -hmm. um, and that's what's neat is technology has really flattened our world and shrunk our world together. And for instance, um, on Father's Day this year, we had a couple... Um, who are live in Turkey, and they are visiting the states, raising support for a ministry they run in Turkey. Mm -hmm. So they are here in Texas, and and the lady, um, the wife knows my wife through special needs world and online stuff. And so they were like, "We're going to be in the area. Can we come to your church and see how you do special needs ministry?" And and Sandra's like, "Sure. Why don't you guys come over for lunch?" So Sandra's like, "Hey, we're going to have this couple from Turkey over for lunch." I'm like who? What? Okay, whatever, cool. <laughs> and so we're sitting there at lunch, and, and this couple wants to start special needs ministry in Turkey, and the, the guy's like, hey, I'm from Al Albania, and um, I do some work in Bulgaria, and Sandra's like, well, you've been to Bulgaria, Lee, tell him about your time there, and so I was like, well, hey, you know, I've been over there and did special needs camp, and he was like, with a guy named Grozdan, and I'm like, yeah, Grozdan, how did, like, Grozdan from, and he was like, like, Sophia, I was like, yes, and then he goes, well, Grozdan is a chaplain for the military for Albania, and I do that too, and I think we're talking about the same Grozdan, so yeah. we get on Facebook, and we're like, Grozdan, you know, and so we take yeah. a picture, and we send it to Grozdan, and Grozdan's like, how, you know, so I'm like, okay, a guy from Turkey, Bulgaria, Alvin, Texas, we've all been in the same room at some point. You know, so that relationship building, I think, is so key um, for missionaries, too, for the people who are there that we can go and, and support. If it's just a short trip, mm -hmm. that ongoing building part, you know, and then I think sometimes depending on what you do there depends on, like, the level of blessing, maybe, that they receive or, or get or um, you know, the trips I've liked is going to churches that are already engaging in something like uh -huh. a church planning that we can maybe come alongside and help them that week. You right. know, there is I think one of the pushbacks of short term mission trips sometimes is there's the danger we as Americans come in to fix all the problems. You know, right. so like if we go and build a church for a local community sometimes that local community doesn't embrace that as theirs. Right. They just wait for the Americans to come back and paint it, repair it, and those things. You know, and so I think good, healthy relationships there is what can we do coming in to support what you're already doing. Right. You know, and, exactly. and help you just take the next step. You know, not do it for you, but just help you do that. You know, and I think those have been good, healthy partnerships. Yeah, it's I, I've always considered it to be very important to make sure that you're partnering with um, a missionary who's full time in the field or some or a national church that's 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 there. Right. And make sure that you do whatever they tell you to do. Yeah. Because this is their right. ongoing ministry. Yep. yep. And, you know, and I, I can think of a couple of, of examples where it's just that's just extremely important. 
you don't want to go in for a week and do something that might set back the ministry yeah. that they've been doing. Right. You know, so I remember one, there was one Christmas, we were going into villages to do uh, church services. And then we always bring sort of these gift bags mm -hmm. um, and give them to everybody. And, and the, the missionaries were like, listen, you know, our rule is if you want, you know, the, 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 the gift bag, like you got to be part of the church service. That's how we do this. Right. And some of us on the team were sort of like, well, but you know, we have all of this stuff. We've yeah. got plenty. Yeah. There's plenty to go around, <laughs> you know, we, and, and those yeah. are, I mean, those are totally fine ideas to have, right. but it's, it's, they're the ones that are there all the time. Yeah. And so you respect that. Right. You, you listen know? to the guy on the field. Absolutely. Yeah. You listen, yeah. you know, yeah. there, you know, I remember another time when we were, when I was, when I was in Peru, um, they had us going to different school assemblies right. um, to do like to do like a presentation, and it, it was really fantastic. We had a guy on our team that had an amazing testimony. So I got up there, you know, play a couple songs on the car, and this guy got up there and just started telling people about what Jesus had done in his life. It was incredible. Um, but we had one day where we went from a very poor part of town mm -hmm. to a very wealthy part of town. Yeah. And the missionaries, as we were getting out of the car, said, "All right, everybody, like." You need to make sure that you clean yourselves up. You gotta, you gotta change your clothes. You gotta clean your shoes. Right. And okay. now, 19-year-old Matt found that <laughs> highly offensive. I was like, "You what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. No, no, no. You gotta understand the culture. Yeah. You're a guest in that culture. Right. And you're there to support their ongoing ministry. Yeah. Okay. We were in a society where the class distinctions mm. were much stronger than they are here in the right, states. Right. Right. And they were like. If you're over in the poor part of town, mm. all right, this middle class part of town is not going to listen to a word you have to say. Oh, wow. That's one of the things you have to understand about the culture you yeah. live in, yeah. you know? And so even though, you know, again, you know, 19 year old Matt was not happy that they said, <laughs> clean your shoes. I was like, what are you talking, you know? Yeah. But no, no, no. Yeah, they're there they're on the ground. Yeah, you're coming alongside to support their right. ongoing ministry, yeah. and so yeah. it's always important to take your cues from the folks that are in country. Yeah, no, that's good. So uh, we got a question submitted in, so I'm going to kind of pivot us a little bit toward that. You know, we've talked about the benefits of going. You know, you get a different perspective on life, um, worship here, and worship in another language. You know, being able to partner with the missionary there that can form long-term partnerships. Um, so the question coming in is kind of at heights. What do we do? We have partners, you know, with specific missionaries. You know, and so uh, for those of you that maybe aren't familiar with Southern Baptist, you know, through your giving, we support close to I think it's four thousand missionaries internationally. Mm -hmm. um, and the one thing I love about Southern Baptist is they don't have to come off the field to raise their support. Right you know, by giving each week, we're supporting them to where they can stay on the field and not have to come off and raise it. Um, but specifically partnership, we, we know our two friends we just had on stage, you know, uh, last week, Dak and, Dax and, and Jennifer Sharp, um, that have history here at our church, that I've been in discussions with him on like, how do we continue to build that relationship? Mm -hmm. And how do we continue here to build that relationship with you there? And so, we're putting together some ideas <laughs> on that. And maybe that's Skype calls into a service here and there, or uh, maybe, you know, just figuring out how we can utilize technology right. well for that. Um, so that's one answer to that question. We do some partnerships with local church plants like the Way of Life. Mm -hmm. um, I'd like to see us grow in that area. Uh, one thing before we kind of got on, on camera here is, 
you know, the adopt a people group idea. Uh-huh. And um, that's something I'm talking with Dax about more in, in South Asia. Uh, adopt a people group is essentially you adopt a, a people group that's unengaged with the gospel. So that means about less than 2% of that population of that group um, is Christian. You know, so they're either unreached or unengaged, or they have just no gospel witness. And so what you can do with adopt a people group is that's the group of people you can pray for. Then through our connections with the International Mission Board, they can connect us to a missionary who is working with them locally, where we can build relationships with that person, see what they need, see how we can come alongside of them a little more. And then I would love one day to take some short-term mission trips to that people group. That you would know? be cool. Um, so that's something we're, we're kind of praying about. And, you know, I'm just asking God for some direction on, and, and we're discussing among some other groups, you know. We've also got several individuals in our church that have been involved in um, short-term work. Uh, COVID has really pushed pause on a lot of that. Right. Um, I was having a conversation, uh, the guy, uh, there's another pastor here in Alvin that, um, that I went, used to go to Mexico with yeah. about twice a year. And it, it, we've not been in a while because yeah. of COVID. And we were just having a conversation a couple days ago about, okay, probably not this, probably not this Christmas, but maybe by next summer, we might be able to put another trip together. Right. Because there, you know, you have to be aware, not only of the situation with COVID here in the States, but also the situation where you're going Yeah. and, you know, yeah. and being aware of vaccines and passports and requirements and all of right. that. You know? Yeah. So another way, uh, just kind of, if you're hopping on, we're, we're having a discussion on short-term mission trips and we've covered kind of their value of them, but we're going to wrap up here and, and just talk a little bit about how you can be maybe more involved in that and engaged in that. Um, we are putting together some, I guess, larger plans, mm-hmm. <laughs> but, you know, just from a practical today perspective, um, what you can do. So again, if you've got any final questions, go on and hop on and, and put them in the comments and we'll get to them right here at the end. Uh, but there is an app that our missionary friend told me about. It's Pray ASAP is what you would search for. So in your um, Google Play or your Apple Store, just Pray ASAP. And you're gonna, it's going to be a red kind of screenshot there and it, you'll see Pray ASAP. But that is through our International Mission Board. It's for the people groups in South Asia. And so what you're going to do every day is open up that app and they're going to give you a people group to pray for, you know, and a little bit of information on them. Uh, That's a great way to learn to pray for the nations. Uh, A good book is called Operation World that highlights different people groups to pray through as well. Or the Joshua Project. If you just go to the uh, Google and type in Joshua Project, that's going to have a lot of information on different people groups around the world that you can pray for. So just something we can practically do is pray and that has a lot of power in that what would be another way um support uh missions and international specifically international missions financially right so the the big the big time that we do that as southern baptist is uh through the lottie moon christmas offering yeah Yeah, the lottie moon uh, christmas offering goes all to international missions right but it's also something that we do um as a local church we we contribute to the cooperative program through uh uh, the Southern Baptist uh, Convention. Yeah. And so every time you give a dollar to the church, a portion of that dollar goes to the SBC and goes to international missions. Right, yeah, that's good. And so Lottie Moon Christmas offering, that's usually month of December we do that. And that that helps fund the missionaries directly, you know, so there's uh, that. And then just weekly giving helps, you yeah. know, and, and to go, like, I mean, to think about, we are beginning now that 
I almost said COVID's winding down, but I don't know how I feel about that statement, honestly. That's why I paused. I was like, so why did kicked uh, off of YouTube? Uh, yeah. <laughs> There's going to be some text messages about that one. Yeah. <laughs> so whatever COVID's doing right now, we are praying and discussing, you know, um, some options, hopefully yeah. in, in 20, you know, in this next year coming up, um, that maybe we can get back on some short-term mission trips. And we were having some discussions about that in 2019 right and then before 2020, right yeah. before 2020. And so we pushed those on pause and, and it's been neat to see the ones we were talking about. I think God's redirecting us in another way now, mm-hmm. um, which is cool, you know, and so I'm excited about those. So there may be some opportunities coming up next year uh, where you could possibly go on a, a short-term international trip. Uh, we're hoping to have a lot of those nailed down by the end of this year so you can prepare. So that's just something to, to be thinking about. So anything wrapping up here, I'm going to check the comments and I don't, I don't see any new questions. So anything else for anybody? I just, you know, when I think about the Great Commission, I think about go and make disciples of all nations. Right. And when he says all nations, he's talking about, you know, people groups. Yeah. People groups is a good way to put it. And so figure out a way that we, you know, not all of us are going to be called to go on the field full time. Right. A lot of us are going to be called to stay here and send in support. Yeah. And so look at ways that you can uh, support the ongoing work, not just in your community and in your nation, but also across the world. And then, and I think, and I think particularly short-term trips, you know, there's so many different kinds. Yeah. Some people might think uh, I can't take two years or two months or six weeks off of work and go do a short-term trip. Well, I mean, I've been on a lot of short-term trips that were like a week yeah. or maybe two weeks, right. you know, and, and then, and somebody else might say, well, you know, I, I might not have the skill set, or I might not be, you know, kind of physically fit enough to do what I typically think of as a short-term trip. Now, there's a lot of different kinds of short-term trips. There's a lot of different kinds of work that gets involved. Um, and so that if, if that's something that you're interested in, you know, there's a short-term trip out there that would, that would fit your kind of your ability, your skill set, and, and, and what time you have available to give to the ministry. Yeah, that's good. We got one more question. So I'm going to answer this one. Local mission trips. And again, we're, you know, I think as things are beginning to open back up to COVID, you know, post-COVID-ish time we're in, um, those may be some avenues we might have more locally with things. Mm-hmm. But I, as we kind of sign off, so on a local level, I don't have a great answer for that at the moment. But, you know, at, at Heights, we already do a lot of local things. Right. So I, I think locally, begin to think about who's around you, who can you engage with the gospel where you are right now? You know, and so we've talked a lot about going internationally, right. which there's a place for that, and that's good, and we're going to push ourselves to do that, but also to, to see the nations are here. Right. You know, and, and who maybe can you engage right around in your workplace, in your neighborhood, in your schools, um, and, and just ask the Lord to open your eyes to that and to see maybe some opportunities here. So the greater Houston area is one of the most diverse areas in the United States. Right. Yeah. There's more uh, people groups represented in the greater Houston area than almost anywhere else yeah. in, in the States. And right. so, yeah. So if you can, if you can be a witness at work, you know, if you can be a witness in the med center or downtown or at the plants or, right. you know, there's, yeah. 
there's a lot of opportunities for the for those for folks that may live somewhere else or may be from somewhere else to take the the gospel with them. Yeah, no. so it's definitely worth that. That's a that's a way that you can do international missions locally. That right. almost bring, brings oh, yeah, the two it, concepts it together. brings the two concepts together in yeah. a lot of ways. So that's awesome. That's a good final question to end on. Want to thank you for joining us today live uh, for our podcast. We'll be uh, back with you next week. And uh, so if you are in our area, we'd love for you to come on a Sunday morning uh, to a worship service if you're looking for a church home. And uh, we meet on Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. Or you can find us back here online at our Facebook or YouTube page at 9 a.m. or 10.30 a.m. on Sundays as well. Again, product placement. If you're looking at that Love and Lead t-shirt I have on and thinking, man, I need to get me one of those. Uh, we've got all kinds of various colors and sizes and color combinations. So you can go over to heightschurch.org slash register and right now take advantage of our buy one, get one free online special. And so just head over to heightschurch.org slash register. Grab you a Love and Lead t-shirt. That's a good way to be a walking billboard for Jesus. That's right. <laughs> so, so again, until next time, I hope you have a great week and God bless.